All right, guys, uh, we're getting to the ministry of the Word of God now, so uh, let's just pray. Father, once again, we come before you in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for everything that, that you've done in our lives. Thank you, Father, for, you know, for my wife and uh, Diane and I, that we have the privilege of celebrating 40 years of, of your work in our lives, Lord Jesus, and, and us experience each other. But now, as we face... With, with the Word of God in front of us, we ask for your Holy Spirit to, uh, to uh, fill our hearts and uh, reveal your truth to us, Father. As you promised, He will. That's His job. Thank you, Father. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's all go to uh, John chapter 14. I'm going to read from uh, verse 1, the Gospel of John chapter 14. And starting from verse 1, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Then Thomas said, in verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Then Jesus said, this is the, our focus here. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. For from now on, you do know him and have seen him. So the title of my message this morning is True Comfort in Life. And uh, as today, as I as we, we mentioned before, we celebrate our 40th uh, anniversary, and uh, it's been an amazing 40 years with my wife, but just like many other, every other people living in this world, Di and I will have to fight through our way through and go through life just like many others, but I believe this passage is a uh, it's almost like the key to Diane and I, how we tackle life. Because life is filled with struggles and battles and, and, and joy and you know, all those things. But how do we go through life? I believe this passage that we just read is, is an amazing passage. And uh, the, the context of this passage, I want to deal with that first, is uh, when you understand the book of John, especially you know, there are many things. John is trying to assert the, the true, the essence of who Jesus really is. And one of the things that, that, is, that, is, uh, that is clear in, or a clear pattern in the writing of, of John is that the, this statement, I am. Because especially when, when uh, Jesus speaking of, 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 uh, of himself, he said, Abraham, our father, rejoiced when he saw the, 
the day of, of my day, he said. And then the Pharisee said, you know, you're not even 40 years old, or you're not old enough. And our father, how, how can you say, how, you, how can you make that claim? And Jesus made, made this amazing claim. He said, before Abraham was, I am. It's the same name Jesus used as God when he introduced himself to Moses in Mount Sinai. I am. And uh, even uh, at the, or the rising of, raising of uh, Lazarus from the dead, when uh, Jesus made a, made a declaration, I am the resurrection and the life. So, uh, so this is one of those statements. When Thomas asked Jesus, we don't know the way. This is when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We've got to understand that as this passage starts with, uh, with uh, verse 1, the statement of Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. And Dan mentioned it last week. So imagine in chapter 13, the previous chapter, Jesus said, listen, one of you guys are going to, is going to uh, be, betray me. This is the night, the night before he was crucified. And he said to the disciples, one of you is going to betray me. And then later on, he said, Peter... You're going to deny me. So I can imagine, can you imagine the, the fear in, in the rooms? The disciples would think like, what the heck? This is a massive two bombshells in one night. And then the very next thing he said, but don't let your heart be troubled. <laughs> and I, I'm glad Jesus didn't stop there because I can imagine if that was me with the disciples like, hang on Jesus. You just said that, that that loser is going to betray you and this big dude, big mouth Peter, is going to deny you. One's going to betray you, one's going to de deny you. And then all you say is like, but don't let your heart be troubled. It's like, you got to do better than that, Jesus. And Jesus went on. Pretty much he started to give the promise. And for the next chapter 14, 15, 16, the three chapters, he gives this promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. That Darren preached last week. Amazing sermon. The coming of the Holy Spirit. He named this Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth and the Comforter. So he's trying to, he begins to, to build a sense of comfort in the hearts of the disciples. And in this giving this sense of comfort, he he, he, he laid three points that is important about himself, who he is. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like, he describes himself as the person that embodies these three things, the way, the truth, and the life. Now, what he's saying is, I'm the way. And it's, it's a radical statement. He said, I'm the way. No one can come to the Father except through me. In other words, Jesus closed, at that point, he closed every other possible way to go to the Father except through him. In other words, one way, one hope. There's no other hope outside Jesus Christ. I am the way. He provides a future, future possibility for all who believes in him. 
to go to the Father. And then the second thing is, he said, I am the truth. Now, it's interesting because it's almost like these three points is, is the foundation of the ministry of the Holy Spirit because Jesus said, this spirit, this comforter, he will not do his own thing, but he will reveal all that is mine to you. All that Jesus is, the way, the truth, and the life. Now, in this contemporary world where the language that I hear more, very often, oh, it's about my truth, uh, uh, you know, you live out your truth, and, you know, it's, it's amazing how they live their truth. Well, according to Jesus, there's no other truth. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, this spirit called the spirit of truth will lead you into all the truth. And in his prayer for the disciples in John chapter 17, verse 17, he prayed for the disciples for, for the preservation of the disciples. He said, Father, sanctify them or preserve them, keep them holy by your truth and your word is truth. In other words, Jesus is saying is, there's no other truth apart from what is described in the Bible or him. There's no other truth. So there's no such thing as my truth or your truth or anybody's truth is one truth, Jesus Christ. And then he said, I am the life. Like I said before, at the resurrection of Lazarus, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So I think it's almost like, yeah, life is going to be tough. Life's not going to be easy. And uh, it's always a struggle. But I think that these three points are very important. Diane and I, I want to just briefly share our experience. We live our life 41 years ago, like I said. We gave our hearts to Jesus. From that moment, we don't see, we, did, we, we haven't until, until today, from that moment, we haven't seen any other way of life except Jesus himself as the source of life. Yeah. You know, it, it takes us, you know, when I, when I think of this point, it reminds me of the point when, when uh, in the time of creation, when God said, the day you eat of this fruit, you'll die. Well, obviously, we read, as we read the story, they ate the fruit. They didn't die physically, but they, they were separated from the source of life. So my, my point is this. According to the statement of Jesus, there's no true life outside Jesus. If you want to find true life, it is only in Jesus. And as far as living the reality of that life in Jesus, it can only be done when we actually submit ourselves to the truth of the Word of God. The truth, not my truth, not Diane's truth, but God's truth. Both of us, we have made some tough choices concerning ministry, concerning family, concerning everything. Yeah that in everything we do, we hold each other accountable to the truth 
no other life, no other way, but the truth of the will of God. I don't want to say too much, but I want to invite my wife here because this is a special day for us. And uh, <laughs> we learn from each other. Yeah. And I watch, I watch how, how uh, Diane, there were times where, you know, that she would, she would like, she struggled with certain things in ministry and, and in life in general. And I watch her would just go for a drive or even just get on her knees and, and it's almost like recommitting herself again to God and to the truth of God. Do you want to share something? What about you? Well, I just yeah. think <clears throat> it's just an amazing moment, you know, to be able to look back and like I keep thinking how when you first become a Christian, it's like you're a foot soldier. That's right, yeah. And you kind of learn to walk for God. Yeah. But it's like I said in communion, you start to, as you journey with God, you learn his ways and you start to live, walk with God. It's no longer just walking for him, but you mm. walk with him and you learn his nature. You know, when you first start off, it's like a baby you learn uh, because your parents tell you what to do and everything. Mm. And you're learning the nature and the character of your parents, but gradually you start to that's what it's like with our Heavenly Father and we, and we begin to walk with Him and so, you know, I'm really thankful to this man because he basically, through very strange ways, led me to the Lord kind of via <laughs> witchcraft uh, you know, we'll go, that's another story but, um, you know, once I realised that there was a real spiritual world I realised that in the mixture of what he was telling me also um, about Jesus, that there was a real Jesus, and, and both of us, 41 years ago, in April as well, yeah. um, really surrendered ourselves to truth. Together, and, on our knees, together. Yeah, not, not in a church, not, we were living together, and, you know, but we were led, the Holy Spirit took a hold of our hearts, and we gave ourselves mm -hmm. to Him, and ever since then, it's been this journey of walking together, growing together as one, but also growing as an individual, as a woman, as a, as a as a person and as a child of God, growing in my own personal relationship with God, but then as, as, as one together. And <clears throat> honestly, it, it's exactly what Brahma's just, just shared about. Jesus has been at the very core mm. of, our, of our relationship. You know, there's this really corny sort of thing that most, most of you would have heard if you've grown up in churches that, you know, it's like a triangle. God's at the top and the husband and wife are at the bottom and the closer you both get to, to God, the closer you get to each other. And it's this little corny little diagram that people use. But you know what? It's actually it's true. true. Yeah. And I, just as he's watched me be accountable to God, I've watched him be accountable to God, to God as well. And that's how we've, we've grown in, in everything that we are. And, and I think we're almost different people now to what we were when we first got married 40 years ago. But he has been at the centre of our lives. And, you know, last week I talked about how uh, the, the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus had to happen in, a, in order that the helper would come. Jesus said, it's better for you to go, uh, better for me to go so that I can send you the, the helper. And, of course, we now have the helper in us. And Brahma and I have experienced that help yeah. every day of our lives. And we've gone through hell. We've gone through hell. And, um, you know, I often say in, in our DMS, Discipleship ministry, ministry School, there's no pain like church pain. 
and um, and yet we've seen the helper come and minister to our, our own needs and not just in church life but in family life in, in friendship life in in every aspect of living you know there's been situation where Brahm faced well, is he going to be made redundant is he going to lose his job you know back in the in the 80s yeah, and yeah. many times we've gone through all these things as a, as a young couple as, as a young family and yet God has always been faithful to his word his timing isn't always what we want but his timing is perfect. It's true. Yes, it's actually right. true. And um, and so last week when we talked about how the helper coming, you know, it's, it's just incredible to see the extent that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will go to to enable us to live the life that he's actually called us to live. Awesome. And you've got to know, you've got to understand you all have a life that God has called you to live. The Bible tells, that's not me hyping anything up. The Bible actually says that there's, mm. a, there's a journey, there's a pathway, there's a, a roadway, there are steps for you to walk in uh, that have been prepared beforehand for you to walk in. And, and, and that's for you to grab hold of. But you can only grab hold of it as you grab hold of him. And all you have to do is look to him and take each day as it comes and live each day for him. Mm. But I'm telling you to recognize the extent that he will go through to enable us to live that life is extraordinary. He's set up this incredible uh, plan and perspective where the Father is in, is in heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. The Bible tells us clearly that he's interceding day and night for you and I. That's right. And yet down here on earth, the helper is here in me and he's interceding through me back to the Father according to the will and the intention and the plan of the Father. So there's this incredible uh, response happening between heaven and earth. So not only is the Holy Spirit interceding for me through, through me and for me to the Father, but Jesus is also interceding for me right now in heaven. That's why Romans 8.31 can say, if our God is for us, who can be against That's us? Right. And see, once we learn to walk with the helper, and I think the greatest joy of my life has been learning who the Holy Spirit is and walking with him. And um, <clears throat> we need him. We absolutely need him. And, you know, I look back on how we began <laughs> and we were, we've always been really simple people, simple believers. And, you know, we got married, we came back from Indonesia That's right. in yeah. November and Brahm only had a six month visa and we knew we wanted to get married. And Brahm asked my dad for my hand in marriage and I'll never forget my dad, this top engineer, one of the top five managers of Telstra or Telecom at the time, you know, cried and said, Brahma, it would be a privilege to have you in our family. And, you know, here's this guy with no incredible wealth or, you know, he's an orphan. Uh, but, you know, he already called my parents mum and dad. They loved him for who he was. And I, I thank God for mum and dad for teaching me to love people for who they are, not for what they have or what they own. And, um, you know, it was a small beginning. He wasn't even allowed to work when he first came to Australia. And I yeah, remember right. <laughs> he used to go around Didn't to gardening right and like, yeah. clean people's, do people's gardens for $10 and all sorts of things. And, and we got married, we got engaged. And um, we used diamonds out of a ring that I'd bought when I was 18 from Singapore. We just remodeled the ring, you know. And then <laughs> we got married. I didn't want the expensive bright white dresses that were all the rage that my parents could easily have bought for me. You know, of course... I was different and I went and looked in an antique shop and found a $70 vintage um, um, antique wedding dress that was, I don't know, 80 years old or something and because uh, it was ivory. And so we had this beautiful yeah. 
simple, simple wedding. We were married within three months of getting engaged and I still look back on that and, and just think, wow, that, that was amazing. You know, the Bible talks about not despising the day of small beginnings mm. and we've never despised small beginnings. And when we Remember moved, we, had, we had our honeymoon in Hando for two yeah, nights? Yeah, we had our two nights honeymoon. And, yeah, yeah. Our, our wedding present was uh, Morris 1100, you know. That used to belong to my <laughs> nana and grandpa, yeah. mind you. So on the way from the honeymoon, we were driving, it was pelting with rain. And the windscreen wiper stopped. So I had to drive like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see where, where I was going. And by the time we got home, what happened? Then we got home and my parents had already moved to Melbourne. <laughs> uh, they left us their house to go into after the honeymoon. <laughs> and... Dad forgot to unlock the, the, um, the screen, screen door. door and so we couldn't get into the house. So Bram, in the you know, pouring rain, had to break into the house through a window that was open and then finally let himself out and then he carried me over the threshold. But, <laughs> you know, guys, we live in, a, in an era now where everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And every, everyone has to own their homes before they get married. Everyone has to be able to have their $30,000, $50,000 wedding money saved up, ready to go. Guys, go out and buy a vintage dress, come up to our place, get married in the garden, and get on with your life. We didn't... Seriously. It's cool. Seriously. We didn't... Yeah. Yeah. Abby can recommend it. We didn't have anything, but we had Jesus. Yeah, that's all we had. And um, we were so in love, and we just think it was the most amazing thing. And we've had a simple life. Even when we moved into our, our uh, flat in Hawthorne, yes. a few miles away yeah. from here, um, we had nothing. We had nothing. And um, so we one had to bedroom buy, flat. One bedroom flat. We didn't have our own ref refrigerator. We had to walk to the milk bar every day to buy a litre of milk. And uh, we had to save up and put on lay-by. We didn't have a bed, so we borrowed these ugly, sorry mum, if you ever hear this, ugly red, uh, orange and brown cushion covers, uh, cushions from a, um, a wicker lounge that came straight out of the 70s. Today it would be very cool and very expensive but back then yeah, it was so it was bad so that became our mattress on the floor we buy from mum and dad we were yeah. newly west and then of course we didn't have a table so we got packing boxes that we brought over from adelaide and put turned that upside down and had old tablecloths that mum also gave me like guys we had nothing and yet that became our table and we got friends saved in that unit we got people saved with, filled with the holy spirit right. i remember feeling you know in dms you've heard me talk about the wind of the holy spirit go through the room it was that unit. It was that little apartment right there. And um, it was it was in that place that we started singing songs for the Lord and started going to church. That's right. It was in that place that we went to our first life group. We didn't know it was a life group and it was an Indonesian guy leading it. And he got us, he told us that we needed to be baptized in water. That was our introduction to church life. Mm -hmm. And we met Kevin awesome. Connor, who became a spiritual dad to us. You know, God works all things together for our good. Yeah. And we got baptized in water, got baptized in the Holy Spirit from that little apartment. And, you know, and that was began the journey of us <clears throat> singing on TV, singing Christian songs and winning new faces and going on to carols by candlelight, winning a car. All singing full-on songs for the Lord, and That's right. this is all within three years of us singing songs for ourselves in Indonesia, yeah. and having having um, you know, and and making a certain degree of success in Indonesia. Three years later, here we were. You know, it, it doesn't matter our perspective of our beginning; That's it's right. our passion and our heart for Jesus yes. that does That's it. Right. And that's what That's carries right. us today. Nothing's changed. We're still, we're still simple. Oh, yeah. We're still simple believers. We're still simple people. 
But, you know, if we'll give God the, an opportunity to live his life through us, he'll give us the most abundant life. And I'm not talking about financial abundance. I'm talking about heart abundance and joy. And, and I'm so thankful to, to God for Brahm. I'm thankful for my parents taking us to Indonesia to live in 1976, for having the courage to do that, for, for, for God bringing Brahm into my life, for Brahm telling me about a relationship with Jesus. And, you know, we got saved together. Everything happened mm. together. So, guys, don't ever despise the day of small beginnings. That's right. Don't look to have everything perfect. I know, I, I know not just so many, I know too many yes. marriages that have had way more than we have financially and physically and everything, and yet now their marriages are destroyed. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's shattering to see that because what really is needed in the human heart is, is the simplicity of life yeah. and, and relationship. And you know, it's really interesting watching the news uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic that we're all experiencing worldwide at the moment. Uh, they've done a survey of what the things people are most concerned about. And at about around about the 30, 40% were things like fear of job loss, fear of finances, running out of money. The, high, the things that scored the highest were in the 70s. The two top things were um, not being able to see family and not being able to be with friends. You know why? Because it's the simple things in life and it's people that mm. matter. Mm. And I think if we live our lives putting people yeah. and, and other people first in our lives and, and living to serve others and living for others, um, you, you just can't go wrong, but you do it with him. He mm. is the way. He is the truth and yeah. he is the life. And yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. That went a bit longer than I thought. That's no, all right. It's okay? awesome. Yeah. Let's pray. Actually, before you do, yeah. can I say this? Um, thanks to uh, COVID 19, it's given us the opportunity to set up this room. Yeah. Isn't that true, guys? We can thank COVID 19 for that. Um, and the guys, our guys, have done the most incredible job of getting all the equipment and everything. So we actually want to start doing, um, doing on weekdays, Brahm and I want to start, we want to get to the point where we can just flick a switch without anyone having to come in here and help us. And just during the day, um, as an impromptu pop-up sort of teaching session, we want to do some teachings and things like that online. And I was saying to Brahm this morning, the first thing we do, I'd really love to do a little bit of discussion just on marriage and, and, and that sort of thing. So stay tuned for that because I think... We're qualified right. uh, because we're still here after 40 years. I think, right. Is that a good enough qualification? Yes. Yeah. That's right. um, have we, <laughs> are we qualified in the sense that we've gone through hell and back? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> are we qualified from the sense that we don't walk around with angel wings on our back and singing hallelujah every day? Yeah. Are we are qualified because we don't. Yeah. Um, have we had arguments? Oh. Sometimes. I'm always right, so that's yeah. <laughs> We've had plenty. Um, but you know what? We're here because yeah. we've kept our eyes on him. So yeah, it's amazing. It. So guys, as we go into this next week, let's keep our eyes on the Lord and remember he is everything we need. And just keep life simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Don't go looking for you know, extended theories on this and mm. what's behind that and what does that mean. You know what? Just be simple believers. That's it. And just love him. Let tomorrow take care of itself. All right? Awesome. Let's pray. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessing on our lives. And Lord, 
when Mary, just think about marriage, that's how you began, Lord. You unite men and women. And in the book of Revelation, that's how you end. The marriage of the Lamb. So marriage is very important. Family is very important. You want to uh, accomplish your purpose, you begin with the family. So Lord, I pray for the families in Melbourne, especially Melbourne Life. Mm. Lord Jesus, in this difficult situation, the true comfort that we can receive is that you are the way. And you are the truth that we can submit ourselves to that will transform our lives. And you are the way and life. Thank you, Father. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.